It's 6 a.m. Rise and Shine. Let's talk sports and welcome to The Grind. And good Monday to you, and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Booner as we grind it out here on a Monday edition. Boone, welcome in. Good morning. Uh, glad you made it in. You actually drove a car, didn't have to row a boat in. Uh, the weather last night here in Blunt County, crazy. As, uh, you know, just another one of those uh, storm cells came through and and I don't know about your way, but uh, I woke up this morning with, uh, you know, of course I took the necessary precautions. Flowers were inside. You know, all the decorations on the front porch were down. You know, cushions were in. The whole deal. But no worse for the wear over at the Kaiser place. Yeah, we're just traveling through, though. This is not really our home, right? But, uh, yeah, the night before, uh, you had the sheets, major frost. Were you early enough to see the white everywhere? No, two, two days no, ago. No. So we had we had <laughs> Saturday that. is my one day, like especially this week with the sunrise service. It was my one day this whole week that I didn't have to get up at four thirty. So I was not. No, you weren't going to get up and look for frost. Mm. No, I put a trash bag over my new tree and just wished for the best. Yeah, <laughs> flowers are still intact and. In today's uh, different we don't have the two extremes so we'll roll with it right brother hey i'll take it i'll take it i woke up this morning expecting cold weather because a lot of times when these storms blow through like the back half of them got some cold weather on them so i got up and i'm like i was like fiddling through the drawers trying to find some like long pants because i'm weird like once i go wear the shorts the first time like i just put them all all the pants up like i'm done like it's short weather it's time to go and so, anyway, I'm like, I'm going to have to fumble through and find me in the middle of the morning, find me some long pants. And I get the phone, and I kind of rip up the WBIR app because that's kind of – I use that the most. It seems to be the most – if if meteorology is ever going to be kind of consistent, that's where I feel like it's consistent. But anyway, between that and Jeff Weaver, I've got it locked down. I've got it taken care of. And uh, and so, anyway, I looked down at 61 at my house, and I went, oh, throw the shorts on. I'm wearing like some some better like wet weather shoes, but nonetheless, I'm I'm here. Yes, Saturday going to do a little yard work. Started out, looked at the temperature, felt the wind, and I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh, another long layer here. <laughs> I'll tell you, Boone. But but uh, overall, overall, pretty good weekend. You know, I I tell you, we we did a lot of good things this weekend. We we colored eggs. Uh, I think we did three dozen. Uh, and, and it's funny, Neyland, you know, Neyland has started writing his name the other day, like, and, and Neyland is not like your John Joe, you know, level name. I mean, it, there's some, there's like a bunch, there's, I guess only one repeated letter in his whole name. And that's kind of, that's a little difficult for a little fella. Well, anyway, he started writing it. So he wants to write it on everything now, which is pretty cool in my house. Cause his name's Neyland. So it's pretty, pretty sweet. But uh, we we had send him to the volunteer room. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we did three dozen eggs, and I'm about one dozen of them say kneeling on them at some level. So it's pretty cool. Jackson did his thing, and 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 of course, you know, 
Jackson's just like me. So I don't know. Do you know about Fiesta uh, plates and cookware and stuff? The brand Fiesta. Not really. So it's it's a Belk brand, whatever. But it, it's colors. Like they have all a whole yellow set. They have a whole blue set. Well, anyway, that's what we registered for like a dozen years ago uh, when Laura and I got married, right? So, so we ended up getting like every color between, you know, her family, my family, friends, what have you. We've got like every color. Well, every set come with plate, saucer, coffee cup, bowl. Okay, and all everything gets used in those sets except what coffee cup. You don't hold enough. <laughs> it's just a, it's a one serving deal, and I'm not a one serving kind of guy. But anyway, um, so they are basically are coloring eggs cups. And I say all that to say this: Jackson's just like me. The yellow went in the yellow cup. The green went in the green cup. And we had to we had to make some tough decisions, Boone. We did not have uh, a, like a, a true blue cup. So we had to make a decision, so we put it in the maroon. Mm. But Jackson was tore up about it, and I'm like, that right there, buddy, that's what's going to get you there. That pickiness <laughs> right there, that right there. Attention to detail. We love everything, it. Everything, everything, and I love it. But uh, Take it into the work world. But I, I'll tell you, I, I kind of – we dug in. You know, we've done some uh, scavenger hunts. We've done some, some coloring of eggs. We've – uh, we had some bubbles. Easter Bunny was good and brought bubbles and sidewalk chalk. Well, with the rain, couldn't do the sidewalk chalk. So we went with the bubbles. Went in the garage, and I'm pretty sure there's a good, healthy layer of bubbles on about everything in my garage now. But, hey, memories, right? Bubbles and the word kneeling. Yeah, I thought you were going to go with he wanted a color Easter egg for every color you had on the plates and whatnot. Oh, no, we weren't, we weren't that simple, Boone. Okay. You had to three color them. You had to dip one side in, and then you had to dip the other side in. And then he then he wanted us to color the middle different, and I'm like, buddy, there's only one way to do that. You're gonna have to mix two on that end of one end. I was like, I don't know how to get that middle by itself, and and so anyway, you know his uh, his uh, his astronaut type thinking. He was uh, he was trying to figure it out. He was like, well, we could hold it with two holders and just rotate it in the middle. Because that's the widest point. And I went, you're, you're too smart. You're too smart. But anyway, we got, we got through it. And uh, we had a grind egg. I should have taken a picture and posted it. But uh, we mixed it with a bunch of different colors. So it's kind of like a camouflage-looking egg. But it, it looked really good. But Boone, yesterday, uh, Masters Sunday, as it were, or as it was going to be, uh, but now the Masters has been postponed till November, made me start thinking all the things that have – should have been, could have been, but hasn't been of sports to this point. And, and kind of wanted to bring it to, to kind of a discussion. What, what has hit you the most about these cancellations? Is it, I mean, I, I think the looming that maybe the, the, probably the, I don't know, elephant in the room is, is the NCAA tournament. And I, and I think that's, you know, that's an easy one. Uh, for somebody to say, but I, I mean, you also have the NBA is, has pretty much postponed slash canceled their season. NHL's postponed, canceled their season. Spring training for Major League Baseball's postponed or canceled. Uh, spring football uh, for, for college football has been canceled. Uh, you, you know, there's, there's the XFL got canceled. Uh, all these different things that have either been canceled, fans taken out of it, what have you. Um, 
What is what has hit you the most? Because I think you're going to be surprised at what I say hit me the most. You know, this Saturday would have been was our orange and white scrimmage game. Can you believe that? We got in what one practice day, maybe? No, I think we got in a couple of practice days, maybe like four days, but it wasn't a lot. It wasn't a lot. I know Carson Newman, coach Coach Iruly, said last week he they got one day. And, and like a one coach's day, and it was over. Uh, well, we're better off than Kirby Smart at Georgia. He, I think he's ready to file a lawsuit because other uh, SEC schools actually got a few more days than him. <laughs> I thought that was that, – that made me laugh out loud. Well, they pay more. I went, <laughs> I went kind of – yeah. That's, yeah. I went a different road with this. I, I kind of thought – what would I be doing now? Uh, the situation is making us kind of uh, go back to our roots with simplicity and appreciating things that are simple. I would be trying to go over there and um, get a look at this baseball team. Why did I choose it? But UT's baseball team. Because we got a teaser with it, a healthy teaser. Uh, we, we actually did not lose at home at all. Uh, 15 and two record. I just, uh, started thinking about what we were doing and, uh, that's the big, I mean, nine different Tennessee players had multiple homers and, uh, three straight weekend sweeps to start the year. And why, you know, I kind of glanced at it. It was unbelievable. The, the, there were some ones ranked one in the entire nation for into these were individual and team stats. There were a bunch of twos and threes and fours. We were uh, doing better than we had ever done since 2007. And uh, I, I, ju I just felt like, man, I would have loved to have gone over there and seen some of this. 17 games, 14 different players on our roster hit a home run. But, uh, yeah, I was torn between baseball, a little football, uh, Cooper Mays, it turns out, uh, played his uh, high school senior season with a fresh stress fracture. He did a little procedure to correct that. Uh, I was wanting to kind of check out Brumball. Uh, Pruitt was at Alabama when he played at uh, Auburn, and turns out all he did was basically pick up the phone and, and tell him, look, we need you. Will you come? Sure, I'll be there. <laughs> he didn't interview. He didn't have a list of people to interview, and he didn't uh, interview Brumball. But uh, and then uh, we were basically going to run like uh, four offenses rotating, even though we had six quarterbacks. Just a uh, lot of plans for that. But my biggie would have been baseball, Wayno. I like that. I like that pick, Coach Vitello, and what he had done it with that with that baseball team. Let let a lot out there, and I love the fact that the NCAA is going to give a a, a little nod to spring sports and and let them kind of carry more people. We'll be interested to see how baseball does that. I think Coach Vitello is probably working hard to to scrounge up some money and make sure he's got enough scholarship money uh, to go around. But I, I really like that pick. Mine was going to be Tennessee football. I, I mean, I'm I'm pretty. I'm pretty readable. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say that, that I'm even a, an easy read book. I'm probably more like an easy read magazine. I'm not. I'm not real hard to get get uh, get the understanding for Tennessee football's. You know, eat, sleep, and breathe. There's there are two seasons: football season and waiting on football season. 
You, you know what I'm saying? And, and and the fact that we were in spring ball, you know, yeah, I, I hated the fact that the NCAA tournament got postponed, even though I, I don't know that Tennessee was going to be there. And, and that's my big thing is is a lot of people's like, well, I'm not a f- I'm a fan of the conference come NCAA tournament time or what have you. I ain't going to lie. Tennessee's not there. It ain't got the same sting for me. But we had a lot of drama there, T.N. We went uh, well, and, three and, weeks trying to find out how we were going to finish. Well, and the thing is, we had an opportunity. You know, the trajectory was going to be there. So, yeah, I hated the fact that the SEC tournament got canceled the way the way it did. We were ready to play, and uh, and, and all of a sudden, you know, they the kind of got swept out from under us. And, and, and so – Tennessee could have done some things. You, you know what I'm saying? They, they could have could have made their way. Uh, but the likelihood of that was, was I, I don't want to say unlikely, but it was low. I mean, I, I don't think that's there's there's any doubt about that. So for for that side of it, the, the, S, the NCAA basketball, the SEC basketball, with, with the youth we had, the beat up that, that Fulkerson was and all the pieces, that didn't bother me so bad. The NBA season getting getting kind of suspended, that doesn't bother me. I wait till the playoffs before I really watch that stuff anyway. You know, because that's just the brand of I don't really care for for NBA basketball. But the one that really like started when they said the orange and white games canceled, I was like, Oh, this this just got real. We gotta get this thing fixed. We gotta get this thing over with. Because you look at what what the Pruitt era, what what it's going to mean this season for Tennessee football. I mean, you look at Trey Smith coming back. You you look at this offensive line really stepping its game up. You see the taste that Eric Gray gave you last fall that that you hope that he can build on uh, this this fall. You're hoping to see some of that in the spring. Uh, Henry Tuoto, what he was going to be able to to look like and and his evolution. Uh, like you said, the new coaches. I was really excited to see that Jay Graham back in the in the in the in the role there. Um, I was interested to see Harrison Bailey. I was interested to see that young quarterback because everybody thinks Jared Garantano is the heir apparent, and I think they're going to give him every opportunity to be the starter, to be the comeback kid. But at the same rate, I think Harrison Bailey's probably the he's. For those older people who remember NASCAR, he's the Jeff Gordon to a Dale Earnhardt if I've ever seen one. He's a guy that's going to push. I'm not saying Jared Garantano's as good as Dale Earnhardt. Don't don't get it twisted. I'm just saying the elder statesman getting pushed by a young young person, that's what Harrison Bailey can bring to the table. And, and I was excited to see all those dynamics. I was excited to see T. Hodge, uh, you know, maybe maybe show up. I, I know he's waiting until the summer to enroll, but – you know, maybe he comes to the orange and white game and is all oranged out. You know, having seen him at Maryville, I was excited to get him over there. Um, what was exciting, Wayno, is is simply the fact you realize in three years this is the first time we had eighty five scholarship players. I know, right? In Pruitt's first year, if I'm not mistaken, we had like what was it four to five offensive linemen on scholarship, and it was like who can we steal from the defense? And we didn't talk much about it, but our uh, offensive coordinator, this year around, it's like we have all those reps under our belt. The terminology's easier. And another point I remember reading was Pruitt actually said, all these quarterbacks are going to get good looks, good opportunities. But what we're really interested in is at the very end of that guy's downs, was it a punt? 
Was it a field goal? Was it a score? Show me the results of mm. you being in there. Well, and the thing is, you know, Brian Niedermeyer's going to linebacker. There was all these you – know, all that look of, you know, he's coached on offense and now defense. And, and we were going to see, you know – is Pruitt making good decisions, or is Pruitt moving around to get better recruiters? Because again, uh, you know, we, we've got a little bit of uh, scar tissue from the Butch Jones era. You know, it's all all good to be able to recruit a, a ton of great talent, but it's another thing to be able to develop. And 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 you know, that linebacker room, albeit you know, uh, albeit very young, it, it still is a very needed point of interest you know we need guys you know to step up right there because there's a big void that was left you know Daryl Taylor and uh, and Daniel Batuli so you know Henry Tooto and some of those young you know, young kids are going to have to step up so you know if if that was going to happen I thought we were going to see a taste of it in the spring so Daryl Taylor really had a large hand in us turning our season around oh absolutely the but Kentucky him, game so many others oh, I'm yeah. telling you what him and Batuli I don't think they get the the love that that maybe they deserve, and maybe they are in certain circles. But as far as nationally, no, you're exactly right. I mean, when they when they uh, they knock that ball loose and and scoop and score there at Kentucky, I mean that's the difference in a ball game. Hey, Niedermeyer, supposedly Wayno um, can coach any position on the field. He has a super memory. He's super intelligent, and just brings a lot of enthusiasm. I want to see that play out too. Oh, absolutely. We're gonna we're gonna see it. And and the thing is. Over the last few weeks, we've seen Niedermeyer. Niedermeyer, you can tell why he's a great recruiter just by the stuff he does on social media. Give he, me an example. Well, I mean, he he put on there a couple weeks ago. He said, uh, he said, players, tell me what you want. Do you want me to send you a piece of paper that has your name put on a jersey, and and, and that the same paper that I'm going to send to a couple hundred other kids, or do you want me to tell you how I'm going to develop you? And and it was just open ended like that, and just on my timeline. Just in a 30-minute snip that I, I scrolled through, I bet you I saw 50 responses to that of kids either saying, I want you to coach me, coach, or here's my video, coach. Like, I'm coming to you now just because you sparked interest. And, and then and then he's just, a, he's just a worker. He's just a dude. Like, he put on there a picture of him uh, when he was in college. He came to a camp or something in Knoxville. Uh, and, and, and guess who he met up with at Calhoun's on the River? Pat Summit, really? He's got a picture of him while he was in college with Pat Summit. Was it a accidental meetup or? Well, it was just arranged. No, no, no. It was accidental. I mean, he was at Calhoun's. He was just eating after the camp. There's Pat Head Summit, and he went, "You can't." And this is what he, you know, paraphrasing, but this is what he said in the post. He said, "I'm not that guy. I'm not the the go up and get pictures with the with the the star." But he said, "I understood. That's a moment I couldn't pass up." And the thing is, is that resonates with people because he's real. He's not a, you know, he's not a shiny forehead used car salesman. You know, he's not a, I mean, he quote unquote, he's not a Butch Jones. He's not a, oh, it's about consistency and performance and everything has a catchphrase. This cat, I mean, he's the same one that after we beat Kentucky and the whole discussion of the beer barrel coming back uh, the next week said, it's a. I think he said it's clean and tidy, right where it needs to be, and the beer barrel sitting on his desk. That's going to be fun watching him coach these uh, linebackers. I just hope we can hold on to him because I think he's going to be a hot commodity sooner rather than later. Speaking of a hot commodity, they call him uh, Coach Fitz. They call him uh, Coach Craig. He 
he is uh, supposedly really cut these guys up. Uh, he's grown them weight-wise, grown them muscularity or strength coach. And uh, Pruitt went ahead and said it. He's in such high demand. You know, remember all the turnaround we had in the SEC? A bunch of those schools were calling him and saying, we need you to come down here, get this strength program going for us. He turned it down. Well, the good thing is he turned all them down, but he didn't turn the NFL down. He's gone. He went to the New York football giants. Man. But we'll see how that goes. I mean, we haven't had a chance to rehire a, a replacement, but uh, I think his assistants have, have been the guys driving was, the bus. I was hoping he would reconsider, and that was a rumor. Yeah. He did not. He did not. He put a he put an article in the in the Sentinel. That <laughs> told you how, how much he, how serious he was. But I, I think it's just a, a matter of getting out of the college game. You know, when you get to the pro pro level, it's just you're dealing with a different athlete. I mean, it's just you're dealing with a business instead of dealing with a, a kid that, oh, I want you to do this. Well, coach, you know, I've got these three classes in the morning, I've got these three classes in the afternoon, we got practice, da da da. Okay, well, let me rethink and, and fit into your schedule. At the NFL level, I mean, there's certain days of the week to where players don't see their coaches. They see their strength guys. So, you know, I think I think it's a different brand of, of football. It's a different brand of, of uh, what he's allowed to do and, and, the, and the level of athlete he's going to work with. So I think he came from the NFL and he's just heading back. But uh, I, I thought it still was a big uh, – it was a big kudos to Pruitt that he turned down a lot of college jobs uh, and then just just uh, seemed to leave for the NFL. I'm glad but, he didn't go with Lane Kiffin. Ain't that the truth? Anybody but Lane Kiffin. But uh, Boone, let, let's take us a, a little quick break. Uh, listen to our fine sponsors uh, again. If you like what you're hearing, check us out online thegrindonsports.com. Again, that's thegrindonsports.com. That's the hub for everything. It has Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, and Google Play Music. You can catch it all right there on thegrindonsports.com. And if you like the way that website looks, check out our friends at 42nd Street Marketing, 42sd.com or 865-382-7007. But let's take us a break. Listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, we're going to put Boone on the spot. We're going to do a little start bench cut as we go through three offensive categories and three defensive categories. You can start one, you can bench one, and you have to cut one. We'll see if Boone gets a little skittish in the chair and how he responds to a big Tennessee football edition. We'll be right back. Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM. Rocky Top Sports. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. This is Alex Melvin, CEO of Rural King. Livestock is essential to America. Rural King is working hard to provide your essential livestock supplies. You can buy online at RuralKing.com and pick up in store. Rural King is open from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. 
with the first hour reserved for our customers over 60, and we insist no more than one adult per cart shopping at any time. God bless all of you, and God bless our country. Rural King, America's Farm and Home Store. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work? Or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. A public service from your friends at Blunt Broadcasting Corporation and the Blunt County Public Library. Despite restrictions due to the COVID-19 pandemic, many public libraries are continuing to serve their communities in partnership with the Tennessee State Library and Archives, offering several online resources for learning at home, research, and entertainment. Through curbside pickup services, some libraries are loaning out books and materials after sanitizing them following CDC guidelines and letting them sit at least 24 hours before lending them again. In Maryville, children can attend story time with songs and a simple crafting project by Facebook Live. Many libraries are still offering free Wi-Fi and patrons can access the internet on their smartphone, laptop, or tablet from the safety of their car in the library's parking lot. Libraries are also waiving overdue fines for anyone unable to return books and materials. For more information about the Blunt Library, the programs and services, call 865-982-0981 or visit the website at bluntlibrary.org. A public service from your friends at Blunt Broadcasting Corporation and the Blunt County Public Library. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind, not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Booner as we grind it out here on a Monday edition. Boone, a little new thing we're going to start here. I'm going to try to do it like every day. I'll be honest with you. So you just you just get the first swing at it. So I, I think that's a that, – I feel like you're up to the task. You're getting a big sip of coffee and it's time to go, right? You ready? Uh, <laughs> as ready as squirm you're going to be. Away. As ready as you're going to be, right? So, star bench cut. Let me give a little preface to this, how this is going to work. So, I'm going to give you three names, and it's going to be Tennessee football related today. Uh, we'll kind of mix that part up. You know, I think with Jeff, you know, we can swing a little NASCAR in. We can swing a little Steelers in there, and I'm making make him make some bad decisions there periodically. But – I'm going to switch it around. Today it's going to start Tennessee football. I wanted to kind of start in a wheelhouse that we knew, and then we'll, we'll go from there. Wednesday may be a different different uh, orange uh, flavor, or it may be something else. You never know. But we're going to start start, bench, cut. You start one player, you bench one player, i.e. a backup, 
and then you cut one player. And and I'm not going to let it be easy on you, Boone. It's it's not going to be a, a far cry in in this discussion. You know so, I'm old school, and I refuse <laughs> to change my roots. Hint, hint. Well, we'll see. We'll see how uh, how much how old school you really are. Uh, but we're going to do three offensive and three defensive categories in the Tennessee football realm. We'll start offensively at the wide receiver position. Peerless Price, Carl Pickens. Jawan Jennings, start one, bench one, and cut one. Coach Nadal Cole and a guy came over there and he said, Boone, you won't believe the player Tennessee's got over there. And get this, he's not even playing. He's dominating every practice. I said, what's his name? He said, Carl Pickens. I'm going to start Carl Pickens. I'm going to surprise you here. I'm going to bench Jawan Jennings. No. Because he, he did not have the advantage of having a, a, a super, what I call a super uh, efficiently quarterback that could hit you between the numbers. Just such a big play. And Peerless had Peyton and T, arguably top two quarterbacks in the history. He, he hung on in the NFL several years with the Bills and whatnot. I'm going to start. Pick, I'm going to bench Juwan Jennings because of his big playability, and I'm going to cut Peerless Price. You're going to cut Peerless? Wow. Well, I'm I'm, I'm a little different. I'm a little different. Juwan's going to get the, the axe with me. I'm going to start Peerless, bench Pickens, and cut Juwan Jennings. And, and my thing is, is at that biggest stage, you've still got to be the biggest dog in the, in the, in the bunch. And Peerless still, I mean, he caught balls when it could have went to Joey Kent. He caught balls when it could have went to Marcus Nash. He caught balls when it could have went to Cedric Wilson. And Peerless was just that dude. I mean, he was a burner, that, and he knew he was good. I, I guess that's the part that I loved about Peerless is, you know, the national championship game after we won, he takes his helmet off, chucks it in the air, and does the chop, and then the next throat, you know, the throat slash, which would have been, a you know, some kind of bothersome thing here now. But back then, everybody understood where that came from. So, yeah, I, <laughs> Pickens and, was all American. And here's the thing: I put only played three years. The Pickens thing is just I didn't see him play. You, you know, and I think I think that's where where you know old school roots and things like that change you. Because again, there, there's going to be some things in here where I, I put some people in different orders. But I don't know. Peerless was just he's that moment to where we've you know I guess what I'm saying is, and maybe you're different, but every time we have a great wide receiver. I'm like, yeah, he's good, but he's no peerless price. Or he's got the hands of peerless, but he's not that fast. You know, that's just where I compare things. Was to, he so. at his best at the highest, most competitive stage? I see why you're going there. And, yes, he was. Yeah, yeah I mean, he wanted You don't get much higher than the national championship, do you? Well, and he wanted it. Like, that's the thing is, is you can be great. You can have all the practice talent in the world. But I want it when, when it's third and eight. And, and we're going to lose the ball game if you don't catch it on the sideline. Give me peerless. So I, I think that's cool, though. But I, I I can't argue with your uh, with your roots. I mean, because honestly, uh, those are good points. Three year player, all American. Um, let's go to the defensive side. Here's a little bit of your uh, your wheelhouse. A little bit of your coaching prowess. Uh, defensive backfield: Eric Berry, Dion Grant, or Dale Carter. Can I start? All of them one quarter. Yeah, <laughs> good question. But no, but no. Start uh, bench cut. 
Eric Berry needed one interception, and he did get it, and they called it back. I was there. He, I wish I'd have snapped a picture of that, what was on the Jumbotron, because it was only there for a few seconds. But, yeah, you're right. Eric Berry, he comes around once in a lifetime. I've got to start him. And Dale Carter averaged like 28 yards on kickoff returns. He he played with Carl Pickens. They were both All-Americans. Deion Grant was All-American because of the high number of interceptions he got. Uh, I'm going to start Eric Berry. I'm going to bench Dale Carter. And I'm going to cut an All-American. Tell me the sense that makes. But that's that's my guys. Hey, that's the that's the nature of this game. I, and and the bad thing is we match, Boone. That's not how this is supposed to go. But I, I start Eric Berry, and, and simply because he was on a really bad football team. You know, when when he you know his his junior year because he left after three years. Uh, you know, his junior year, Eric Berry for Heisman. He was the he was the face of Tennessee football that year. It was the Lane Kiffin year, and and, and quite frankly, he played out of position more than he played in the right position. I can't tell you how many times he played basically a uh, a defensive end. I mean, he jumped up there and was going to pass rush more than anything. And, and, you know, can you believe the joy he gave us as a fan? I remember cheering and being standing up on the couch for yeah. like six or seven seconds on some of his plays. You remember when he and Tebow went after it? And when they collided in Gainesville, I thought I was going to come out of my skin because I was like, that's Titan versus Titan right there. He's about to – and the thing is, is nobody gave. I don't know that either one won that battle. And it was funny when when Eric Berry won the the Thorpe Award, he looks at the at Chris Fowler and he goes, "I don't know what I was thinking on that play." <laughs> he said, "I just bodied him up." And the thing is, it went to Tebow, and Tebow just kind of gave it the yeah. He had yeah, he, did. Uh, he gave up a few pounds on Big Boy Tebow. I I don't think you can I don't think you can cut Dell Carter. I I would probably turn the station if somebody cut Dell Carter. Honestly, and just looking historically, just the dynamic playmaker, just the the you don't throw my way mentality that he had, uh, being that he's developed and and delivered a a, a an heir apparent, and, and he stuck not, around so long in the pros well, that that also shows his prowess. Well, and the thing is, I mean, he delivered Nigel Warrior to us. I mean, absolutely. You know, so I think you get a little extra points with me about you know the legacy player. And granted, Dion Grant hasn't had that opportunity yet. But uh, and then I got to cut Deion Grant, and, and it's not one of those. There is a little bit of consistency I want to have. You know, I love that national championship team. I've watched the Big Orange Expedition while we've been off. I've wanted to revisit that, and when you do, you find out why we were so good. We had talent everywhere, but at the same rate, I didn't want to get fogged in by if you were on the national championship team, you were the greatest. Because I think Dion was great. I think he was really good. He went on and played for the Giants and had a Super Bowl ring. Uh, so, I mean, it's one of those deals. He had a nice career in the professional ranks. but when Played you, for uh, Carolina. Yeah, and, and the Giants. But then when you put him with the, uh, with the likes of uh, a Dale Carter or an Eric Berry, uh, it's just one of those things. You can be number three all time and on this list. You're getting the cut. So start bench cut, Eric Berry, Dale Carter, and then the cut goes to Deion Grant. Hate to do that, but cut a national champion and an All-American, but it happens. The next one, step back into the uh, into the backfield, but on the offensive side of the ball, uh, Chuck Webb, Travis Henry, and Jay Graham. Boone, start, bench, and cut. Travis Henry, number one all-time Career yards. The other Travis had the actual most yards per season. 
I'm going to start Travis Henry, the cheese. He's just so thick. You want to tell that story real quick? I know we've said it before, but it's like the coolest thing ever. Uh, Why he's called the cheese. Do you know that story? I've heard it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you tell it. So my understanding is he's called the cheese because they ask they ca- they called him that the cheese and they asked Fulmer why they called him that and said he was harder than a block of government cheese. Harder to get down. <laughs> I hear you. He would make defenses look like cheese slicing yeah, no, through. Right. Now Chuck Webb was around at an interesting time. Um, he helped. We lost Reggie Cobb and he helped lessen the blow, so to speak. Potentially, he only had like uh, 1,400 total yards. That's because he blew that knee out and he was never the same. But the potential was off the charts. But guess what? He never lived up to the potential. You have to start Travis Henry, career rushing leader. Jay Graham, pounding it out every game, highlight reel. There year after year, he's on my bench and I'm going to cut the former Green Bay Packer, Chuck Webb. So I'll give you a little story about Chuck Webb. So my my start bench cut looks similar, but uh, Travis is, of course, number one. But Chuck Webb, my father-in-law tells people that would have been Tennessee's first two-time Heisman Trophy winner. Wow. Tennessee, just for those that just casually listening, Tennessee's never had a single-time Heisman Trophy winner. And he said Chuck Webb was that good. He said he would have been Tennessee's first two-time Heisman Trophy winner. And, you know, is that going to happen? You know, who knows? But at the same rate, what he was saying is, is when they did 100 years of Tennessee football, there's a there's a picture that's in my room that has has Gene McEver, the first All-American, and guess who's, who's shadowed over him? Chuck Webb. Really? I mean, it, it's one that, that you look and, and and at that time when he came through Tennessee – the the potential, like you said, the expectation was, is this guy's going to be electric? This guy's going to be the guy. And hey, he lit up Arkansas in a cotton bowl for a team record like 224 yards rushing. We'd never seen the likes before well, he got hurt. And the thing is, is if he got hurt today, he's out this season, but he comes back probably stronger. I mean, you look at Adrian Peterson, had the very same injury and has rushed for a 1,000-yard season since then. I mean, it's just it's a timing thing. If he if he was an athlete today, we would have we've got to see the full potential of what Chuck Webb got. But but I'm honestly going to go in that same category. Travis Henry start. Jay Graham on the bench because Jay was he was a monster. He was a guy who who sat there and said, "Give me the football," and wasn't one of those candy tails that fussed when he didn't get the football. But he great went, blocker. He's yeah. one of the reasons Peyton was such a good passer. Oh, because absolutely. They, they feared the run. Absolutely, and Jay took care of the business, and then then he's come back twice. He he was here once before, and now he's back again. And, and the thing is, is Jay Graham is Tennessee through and through. So uh, I like Jay Graham, and then Chuck Webb. What could have been is what got him cut, is because it just didn't it just didn't happen. So uh, again, Chuck Webb off the 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 chart there. But then we head back to the defensive side, Boone. What, what do you think about this? We're halfway through. What, what do you think? I love it. I. I've never cut uh, All-Americans. Well, you have today. You have today. Well, <laughs> what gonna, a coach I am. We're going to keep doing it. <laughs> we're going to keep doing it. Here's one that's probably going to be your hardest one. I may be wrong, but you tell me. Defensive lineman, Derek Barnett, all-time sacks leader, Leonard Little, monster, and John Henderson. Boone, 
Start bench cut. This ain't right. <laughs> hey, John Henderson, um, two-time national award winner. I don't know if a lot of people know that. Played uh, many years for Jacksonville Jaguars. You ever seen that hype video that he does? That uh, oh, you know, how he gets or they're tore beat, up. They're beat, or he they wants smack people him to, through the face. Yeah. yeah, just almost bloody his face, and he's ready to go out there. I love it because usually the guy who's smacking him through the face, which John Henderson's a mountain of a man, a six foot dude's going to look tiny to him. But it's always this little buzz cutted trainee, whatever, and he goes hit me, and you can tell that guy's like. Is this a joke? Is this a test? Are you going to turn on me if I hit you a teeny bit too hard? (laughs) Is this a test? Is this? And he'll whop him and stomp me into an anthill. And Henderson just gets tore up and then takes out of there. But anyway, Boone, what you got? Leonard Little, captain, uh, all-time sacks, was up there in the top three. Of course, Derek Barnett breaks Reggie White's all-time sack record, playing the NFL for the Eagles. All right, I'm going to surprise you a little bit here. I'm going to honor the awards. Anytime you, you're the uh, John Henderson trophy case that he has. And, and by gonna, the way, I, I kind of validate the fact that I gave you a lineman and two edge rushers, mm-hmm. but it's all defensive line. I'm going to start Derek Barnett due to respect for breaking the Minister of Defense record that just stayed around forever. And – when you when you get someone, we've been trying to replace John Henderson for all these years. It's just so hard to get a D lineman who's basically first team All American caliber. I'm on a uh, bench, John Henderson. Oh my God, I can't. I'm going to cut Leonard Little. Really, really. That's Look at the awards John Henderson won sometime. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. He's next level. So mine's a little different. Mine's a little different. I'm gonna start Derek Barnett. I feel like anytime you can you can get up there with uh, with Reggie White, you're you're in good company. Honestly, uh, and the way they played him, I felt like he could have been so much better. You, you know, he was one that they put him on that that quarterback rush, that that little swing rush, all the time, and pretty much run him out of the play half the time. So the fact it that took he, him a long time to get that last yeah. one. Well, and so the fact that he was even in that conversation or got it and did it in three years. Uh, I think that that speaks volumes uh, for Derek Barnett. So I'm going to start Derek Barnett. I think when you're the all-time record holder, uh, it's hard not to, you know. And and then I'm going to bench John Henderson just because I I, I think you're right. You can't not play a guy that's locked down. He's a a generational guy. He's a guy that – when you look at, at that motor, you look at what he brought to the table, the athleticism at a defensive lineman position, uh, you can't speak more to John Henderson. I mean, his head his head was like two heads wide. I mean, he was a big man. And, and then I'm gonna I was con- at an orange and white game, and uh, it, it was back before the cell phones were really popular. And I looked up and I saw him, and I thought – Oh, my God. And I thought, why are people running up to him and asking for an autograph? I didn't know who he was. Right. He had a, a sticker on it that said Pearl Cone High School. Didn't take me long to figure out who he was. Figure him out. But then I'm going to cut Leonard Little. And if you said who was the best Juco player to come to Tennessee, you know, he's going to be in that list. When you talk about a guy who's single season could be one of the greater, you know, edge rushers at Tennessee, he's going to be in that list. But when you put him up against a, an all-time record holder – and a once-in-a-lifetime defensive lineman. It's just hard to stay up, so I'm going to cut Leonard Little. 
uh, six or five is is back in offense. This is at the quarterback position, and I did like style quarterbacks because I think putting Peyton in this this would have been too easy for you. So I, I left Peyton out one for my own health and B for you, and and so it's Heath Schuler, Tony Robinson, and T Martin, all runners. Tony Robinson, he had some tough luck, but he came back, got to playing really good. He won all those uh, alumni games, most valuable player. I'm going to start T. Martin. I'm going to bench. This is going to shock you. I'm going to bench Tony Robinson with his NFL championship ring for the Redskins. I'm going to cut Heath Schuler, who is the SEC player of the year. Boone, Boone, how could you do it? Tony Robinson, so, so much accuracy. Mine looks a little different. Mine looks a little different. I'm going to start T. Martin. I think you win a national championship. It's it's hard to, to keep you down. He's back at Tennessee now, and ultimately, you know, he's just – he's proven his grit at, at a football knowledge, at a at a greatness, at a, at a VFL level. I'm going to start T. Martin as a, as a runner. Uh, I think he was he – was, you, you can name go down the list and name any of them you want to name. Johnny Manziel, Vince Young, any of those those elusive runners at the quarterback position, T. Martin, they watched T. Martin growing up. Like it's going to happen. And so T. Martin, his little stutter step and then go is something that I still like love to see, want to see. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bench Heath Schuler. actually. The flood game is what got it for me when he laid out fully horizontal to score that last touchdown in about three-inch deep water in, in, in Neyland Stadium in Knoxville, he wins for me. And, and he's just he's a guy that, uh, again, was a little ahead of his time uh, and, and honestly just a, just a little nagging uh, foot injury uh, kind of kept him, kept him down in the pros, and, I, and I'm going to cut Tony Robinson. And, and the reason I do that is not because I have anything against T-Rob, not because I have anything against – uh, that 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 generation of player, but I will tell you, Daryl Dickey probably did as much damage for me with T. Rob as anybody because Daryl Dickey came in and, and owned it and ran the team and did some things. And granted, maybe Tony Robinson was ahead of his time athletically at that quarterback position, but but I, I uh, again got to award uh, those that uh, that I've seen and and those that I, I really enjoyed watching so that's a little start bench cut there and then here's the last one and this one's gonna this one's another heartstring for Boone uh linebacker position Al Wilson Dale Jones Steve Kiner start bench cut Steve Kiner first team all-american junior and senior year all SEC sophomore Dale Jones, my all-time favorite player since the beginning of my UT games. I'm going to uh, I'm going to start Steve Kiner. I'm going to bench Dale Jones, cut Al Wilson. Oh, cutting Big Al. He, you know he's still around here. He'll come in here, find you. Anyway, really, I, I knew I. That's why I put Dale Jones in there. I knew that was an asterisk that you wasn't going to be able to get over. Uh, here's my starters. So I'm, and this is just because I didn't see Steve Connor play. Uh, I don't know this, but I'm, I'm starting big Al. I ain't lying to you. And the reason is, is because he owned not only the linebacker room, that defense, he owned Tennessee football for a couple years. 
people were scared of Al Wilson for a few years. And here's the deal. He went to the Denver Broncos, which hooked him with me a little bit more. But I'm going to start Al Wilson. I'm going to bench Steve Kiner, and I'm going to cut Dale Jones. And the reason being, the reason being is because Steve Kiner, like you said, he, he, was, a, he was a great and really kind of – I think he elevated the position when he was there. Uh, Dale Jones, I love the story, the comeback kid. I like the the not big enough, not fast enough, not strong enough, but just got it done. I like the interception against Alabama. Uh, all of those great things. But, uh, you know, and Connor honestly was on the fence for me because after you can't back up the uh, – don't know the difference between a horse and a mule – and then Archie comes in here and wallops you. But, but, let's go the rest of the career. So, uh, I'll, I'll say that. But uh, Let's start all three of them and run the fourth quarter to try to get away from one week. Yeah, had. can we just bench a defensive <laughs> lineman and put one of those guys down? I get it. I get it, boom. But, man, what, what, a, what a concept. I saw you squirming in your chair. It's what I was after. And uh, start bench cut. What do you think? Think it's going to make it? Tugs it to heartstrings. I'll tell you, it's going to make it. And, and hey, if you like it, if you have opinions, we're going to post it today. Hit us up on our Facebook. Give us comments of where you, whether you agreed with Boone, agreed with me, or thought we were both crazy. Either way works. But uh, listen live, 6 to 7 each morning. We'll do a start bench cut. You can call in 865-983-4310. We'll do it again tomorrow with Jeffy Mack. We'll put him on notice and you're listening to the Monday edition. But, hey, let's get us our last break of the day. Listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, we're going to finish up with a uh, another little discussion. Bruce Pearl still recruiting. Bruce Pearl still getting good players. Why? How does, how does he do that? Well, we'll talk about it on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming. But Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. At the Blood Partnership, we're working to keep people safe and informed about the recent outbreak of COVID-19, the coronavirus. We know that as members of the community, businesses are experiencing unexpected challenges, and we're committed to providing as much support as possible. Find business and community information on our website at www.bluntchamber.com or search for Blunt Chamber on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work, or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Your local Blount County Community Food Connection is still open serving local families in time of need and hardship. 
We provide prepackaged groceries to help meet your nutritional and dietary needs. The Community Food Connection is open Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 10 a.m. until noon for drive-up delivery only. Residents are asked to remain in their vehicle so that our volunteers may safely distribute the food. Directions as to how to enter and depart the facility will be clearly displayed. We thank you for your cooperation and look forward to serving you at your Blunt County Community Food Connection. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind, not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Got something you're grinding on? Give us a call at 865-983-4310. Now back to the grind with host Wayne Kaiser. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Boone. He has uh, padded his forehead, sweat is gone, and uh, Boone is 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 recovering after. Uh, I've left the building. I'm afraid Al Wilson's looking for me. <laughs> well, I, well, we locked the door. We locked the door, so Al couldn't get to you. But but anyway, first edition of Start Bench Cut I think was a success. And if Jeffy Mack is checking this out, you're on deck, buddy. And and I will uh, I'll try to give you a little bone to see what the, the, the topic will be. But I'll say it'll be in the professional ranks. We'll uh, we'll spread yours around a little bit. Hey, but I did not steer away from controversy, did I? I think you you were very strong in that in that regard, Boone. You're uh, you're always uh you're always very uh very clear and concise. We'll we'll give you that. <laughs> Boone. Except if it's calling about your head coverings, then maybe not so much. But uh, but Boone, we talked about. Oh, I know, right? But uh, coach Coach Iruli will love that. But uh, talking a little bit about Bruce Pearl, uh, you, you know, and and Bruce is a, is a topic that all Tennessee fans and me being one of them, it's a it's a heartstring conversation. I'm not gonna lie, they had him and the and the group of words mightiest recruits in program history. That's an attention getter. Here's the deal, and everybody's like, that's a place where Charles Barkley played. Charles wasn't a really high recruit. Charles became great. Here, here's the thing: when you say that at a school like Auburn, does that does that impress you? It don't me. I mean, you, you <laughs> basically think of uh, o- O'Kiki that we talked so much about two years yeah. ago was like number nine, and then you had uh, the guy that the kid that tried to guard Larry Bird in the round mound of rebound. I mean, yeah. Can you think of five great players from Auburn? Chuck Person, Charles Barkley, O'Kiki. Uh, yeah, non-Bruce the, Pearl guys. Non-Bruce Pearl guys. I cannot. It, it's just one of those things. Like, that's that's an easy thing to throw around. That'd be like, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a college that just started. That's like Georgia State football. Let's let's go there. You know, Georgia State football came to Division One. you know, like six years ago. Right? Right. Well, you say, well, that's the biggest win they've had in program history at the Division One level. You ain't been there but six years. I mean, every win's a big win for you. So I guess what I'm saying is, here's my take on the Bruce Pearl deal. There is looming NCAA deal, allegations, 
possible violations, possible sanctions, restrictions, what have you. And he just keeps reeling them in. And and I'm just saying, I'm just saying, Deacon Barnes is over here in Knoxville, and his name ain't on that list. And he's getting some really good recruits. But what, I guess my question is, how is Pearl selling this to parents, to athletes, to what have you, that it's okay to come to Auburn, I'll be here? You know what caught my attention is there were at least two players who had Kentucky in the top five. What is going on behind the scenes when you don't go to Kentucky and you go to Auburn? That's yeah. all I'm going to say about well, that. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, who's who's got the bigger wallet in that situation? But And then another thing is I read an article that said, oh, this player that he was uh, so-called you know, in question about, he didn't receive thousands of dollars. It was just 1200 I'm like, inch or a mile – it was a barbecue in Knoxville that what what got us tore up. So I I don't know. I'm I'm just you know it just and Bruce like I said, if you would have said maybe October of last year, 2019, I love Bruce Pearl. I would have said absolutely when Rick Barnes retires because again I still think that's the better of the two two evils there. Rick Barnes retires. Sure, let's let's go see what Bruce has to do. But after him taking away not only a regular season championship, but a tournament championship, and honestly, a better seed in the NCAA, and possibly tearing us up from there, I don't have a whole Here's lot what of he's got for. to sell, though, Wayne. Sharif Cooper comes in. He's a five-star. He's got like five – I mean, he lost um, five, six really good players. He's selling these guys on, come in here, I've got five sophomores. You're going to be a freshman. If you're good enough, we'll start you. And he's trying to get these two. Uh, one's deciding this Friday, another one later on in April. They're both five stars. He already got uh, Thor. There's a name for you. Yeah, that's awesome. But uh, Thor's bragging about uh, Bruce the Moose being a player's coach. He says all the right things, rings the right bells and whistles. He puts you way up on a pedestal. He gets, he, you, he gets you. You have to be. I have to get me a power forward, or we can't even compete. And he builds that ego so much. And uh, like you said, there might there might be uh, two or three different people away from certain exchanges. It's never directly related to him. But if he gets these two five stars, he's going to be in the top five, maybe even lower recruiting class. Well, he's number eight right now right now oh god he would be in the top five. Oh, he'll be um, the he, he in kentucky and of course us will be the top three dogs going into the season wouldn't you think oh i think so i, I think so yeah there's some high high expectations for tennessee but uh I, I just it just bothers me i mean you, you've seen north carolina take a back step you've seen you've seen kansas take a little back step this year and, and i think all of this is based around this ncaa violation thing where everybody's kind of pumping the brakes on their uh Let's just say they're they're recruiting budget, and and Auburn seems to be hitting the gas. I, I think it's it's an odd discussion, and it's one that that maybe is not vetted yet. Do you think he's just going to get a smack on the wrist, and he's convincing some people that? I'm just saying he got a show cause for a barbecue. We'll find out. We'll see what orange means more as uh, the NCAA has to deal with Bruce Pearl. But right now. We've run out of time. Don't miss Top of the Hour, Jason Swain, The Swain Event. But if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on.